Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the world-famous Behind the Baller Show. This is strictly museum-quality professional podcasting here. That's it. Not that bullshit where you just record some shit on your fucking microphone that you got at Guitar Center, you got on Amazon, and just upload it. Nah, man. We producing sound over here to give you that real quality stereo sound, soon-to-be quality HD video sound. Okay, this show is produced by none other than the eight-time podcast producers of the year, the Dust Brothers. Of course, I am your host, Ben Baller, the Korean John Cusack, sometimes the Korean Fred Couples, but always Oh De Su, aka KTZ Bear, not Crazy Bear. For those of you who have watched. The Tony Scott film masterpiece, Man on Fire, starring Denzel Washington. Have you ever heard of La Mandad? I'm the president, pendejo. The fuck did you say? You ever heard of La Mandad? I'm the president, pendejo. Uh, Anyways, what's good, BTB Army? What the fuck is really good? We're about to get the weekend cracking. I got plans. Uh, the kids are off school tomorrow, so uh, we're going to take off. But you know what? Ryder has found his sport. Ryder's sensei, jiu-jitsu coach, BJJ, right? Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Ryder's coach told my wife yesterday that he's found his sport. He's found, you know how fucking big that is for me, for Ryder? He is a natural I want him to know jujitsu. I want him to be able to protect himself. I want him to be able to protect London, be able to protect Kaya, all that shit. I want I want Ryder to go out there and fight. Such a nice kid, by the way. Such a nice kid. You know? He's just he's such a good kid, man. Fuck. Anyways, we were going to leave town, but he can maybe watch a tournament, watch his boy. He's not ready for a tournament yet himself. You know, he's getting, he's, he's learning quick. I want to see Ryder fight. Fuck it. I want to see him go against other kids that you don't know about and everything. I want to I see it. I want to get my karate kid on. I want to get my Mr. Miyagi on. I want to see the shit. Even though I can't fight. Um, not like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know gun Fu, right? Pull up on me, dog, and it's a wrap. Um, anyways, last night, I went to a dear friend. Someone I don't shine the light on enough. Not that I feel weird about it. And you know what, bro? I can't figure it out. There's like different art circles and somehow like you'll see the the usual suspects at places. But this guy is a traditional artist. He he can do illustration to the fucking... He, he could draw like a motherfucker. Let's get that out the way. But he does sculptures. He does all kinds of different things. Um... Can't remember if Daniel said he went to fucking SVA, but he is a very talented guy. Didn't know he was from Cleveland. Didn't know he was from fucking uh, Cleveland Heights, by the way, which was even fucking fucked me up even more. He is now the creative director for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't know if he came from a wealthy family. I don't give a fuck. He is, you know, based in New York City, and his name is Daniel Arsham. Okay. 
This guy has done some fucking amazing collaborations. He has one of the most expensive, rarest bear bricks there are in the world. He had collaborated with fucking uh, Soriyama, you know, one of the dopest motherfucking artists out of Japan. And um, he's collaborated with Dior, Christian Dior. He's done some dope shit with them. He's done a bunch of shit. He just recently did Gunna's album cover, which I was fucking shocked. Not for him. I was more shocked that Gunna, you know, used um, that artwork. And it was cool. I had a conversation with Gunna about it at the Amiri show. But I don't give enough flowers to Daniel Arsham. You know, and I think it's the fact that, like, sometimes I'm like, yo, this motherfucker be bugging me out. Like, when I look at him, he reminds me of, like, a doctor. And he's like a surgeon in a way. What he does, he's a surgeon with the art, he's a surgeon with everything. You know, he, I've been to his studio before. He's serious with it. And he's very, very meticulous when it comes to, you know, even the design of his home. You know, it's postmodern mid-century home, beautiful design architecture, all that stuff. He's into all that type of shit, and it's amazing, right? He is a, a lover of detail. Of course, you know, we share a lot of same passions and things. And more recently, he really got deep into the car game. And you know what? To this day, when we've had millions of conversations or a lot of conversations, I never really got too deep into the car shit with him until sort of recently, but he's done so much research, and he's around people who are really, really for real in the Porsche game, I don't know if Daniel has been fucking with it for 20 or 30 years or if he just kind of started fucking with it and really, really did, you know, a cram session and figured out the Porsche shit. Because I've been around the game a long motherfucking time with air-cooled fucking Porsches, okay? You know what I'm saying? Air-cooled turbos and all that shit. I know all that shit. Motherfucker. My boy had the first RWB car in fucking America, right? I've been fucking around with Porsche shit. I just, I like Porsche, but I, and you know, I have owned Porsches. But I was never like, you know, the Porsche fans, they're really Porsche fans. And like my father-in-law loves Porsches. But Daniel Arsham now is in bed with Porsche. And that's a that's a big feat. You know what I'm saying? You know, you get that. And you know, he's he's legit. And so he produced a short film called Safari. And uh it is a collaboration with Porsche, Arsham Gallery, and Stone Island. Yes, the brand. And it's just real super detailed, you know. He, made this fucking Porsche 930, restored it, put all these crazy ass fucking, you know, the, the, did the, redid the interior. It's like, it's the only person I know as crazy as him when it comes to certain things is my boy BJ at uh, Period Correct. And these guys are real, you know, enthusiasts and stuff. And sometimes they don't know because I'm just like so out of, all over the place. When I found and I posted an old picture of my, um, my E92, not my E92, which one was it? It was a fucking... I forgot what fuck, I'm, I'm so fucking lost right now. But I posted an old picture of my M4 sedan from 97. And people are like, oh shit. Like I had Schnitzer on there, right? I had Hargy rims, right? I had Schnitzer motherfucking interior accents. I had all the right shit. And I'm sorry, I had Hammond wheels on the picture. But I had Hargy, you know, body kit shit here and there. And then the crazy part was it was the first time HKS, for those of you who are JDM fans, that HKS made a Eurospec exhaust and it was fucking amazing. Daz Motorsport did my car and BJ was like, oh shit, no, this motherfucker been, been in this shit. So the more and more I talk to Daniel, we talk about cars, I start realizing he's more into the vintage shit, but he has all kinds of sick vintage toys. I'm just not really, I don't have that kind of effort, that kind of time. And it, I respect it. You know, it, it's dope that, that he has that passion. And... um. You know, 
married man, um, father of some kids. He's a good dude. Solid fucking guy. One of the most impressive things that I'm impressed by is that he is an avid listener of the Behind the Baller podcast. Why am I blown away and impressed? Because this guy has better things to fucking do than hear a 50-year-old Asian Korean dude rant and talk shit about things. Even though every so often I do share, you know, a gem and I do drop, you know what I'm saying, that game. But it was beautiful, you know, it was, we're at a fucking like $20 million crib in Beverly Hills, up in Truesdale Estates. I know the area very well. Um, Drake just copped a house up here. And um, it was a dope-ass party, you know, the hors d'oeuvres and stuff. I still stayed on my fucking, my uh, intermittent fasting. You know, man, I really thought about giving it up yesterday, okay? And it's been two weeks, and I'm telling you right now, like, I'm almost, I'm close to 10 pounds, but I thought about giving up. I'm just like, something's up with me. I don't know what it is. Like, you have one meal. And the thing is, I'm out here eating Casa Vega, you know, just can't fucking stop. Come on, Casa Vega? Combo number two with the motherfucking cheese enchilada? Come on, man. Stop it. You know, I'm, I'm out here fucking up. But, you know, if I ate better, intermittent fasting shit would be even crazier. But look, I'm going to give it until, you know, May, see what happens. I know it's going to be tough when I'm in fucking Mexico next month. But fuck it, we're going to make it work. Back to Arsham. He had all the right heads there. You know, I see my boy Darren Romanelli in the house. My boy Paul Middleman, you know. You know, artists. My boy Diplo was up in there. Friends with you were in there. And I got to catch up with a bunch of people. My boy Zach Bia was up in there. ASAP Nast. You know, Joshua Videz. Um, Salehi was in there. Uh, who else was in there? Oh, my boy Faze Banks was in there. Chris Stamp. A lot of cats were in there, period. And I'm sure a lot of people that are important that I didn't, I didn't mention. Um, you know, it's weird. I saw Jason Mark in there. And me and Jason have always been cool, but I think he's salty, the fact that I jumped over to Crep. And the thing is, this is such a sidebar. Jason never wanted to break bread. I asked Jason to do a collab a long time ago. I was ready to do this shit for damn near free, right? I'm fucking with Jason for a long time. He always floated me shit here and there. Cheap as fuck, though. Weird dude, man. I don't know what the fuck is up. Whatever. He gave me this weird handshake. Like, it was like a really firm, like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, Doc, I will knock you the fuck out, Jason. Let me tell you something real quick. If you didn't mean that, I still will knock you the fuck out. Don't ever come me sideways like that, bro. Like, and I know you're not a tough guy or nothing, and it's not like I'm trying to be a tough guy. I'm just letting you know, like, you know, tomorrow morning, the sun will come up. Uh, just know, if you got smoke with me, bro, I will lay you the fuck down. Now, going back, great event, great hors d'oeuvres, uh, beautiful view, beautiful film. Don't know how it's coming, when it's coming out or whatever, but I'm impressed. Sky Daniel has always done the coolest shit. You know, when he bespokes these cars, Porsche is fully, cons you know, co-signing him. It's dope. I'm excited. You know, I, I ruined my relationship with Porsche, right? I didn't fuck up with Porsche, you know, corporate, but I, you know, I fucked up with the fucking idiots of McKenna, who are scumbag, piece of shit, losers. But um, I'm not tripping. Fuck it, I'll pay overprice. Drive what the fuck I want to drive. And I asked Arshman, I was like, yo, bro, can you get me a GT3 RS uh, allocation? He's like, absolutely not. And I was like, all right, there it is. You know, even though I had a 918 at sticker and I had all the other cars I've had. Every single Porsche I've had, I've hit it sticker. So it is what it is. Um, I was actually sitting talking to Banks for a little while, right? I'm starting to pivot into something else. And we were talking and, and he's been sober for, I don't know if he said 170 days, 120 days, something. And I'm impressed because Banks used to get it in. I'm going to get shit-faced, get drunk. I'm going to fucking smash broads, have threesome, foursomes. 
You know what I'm saying? And dude, dude, let me tell you something. Banks, when I saw a picture of Banks from when he was a little kid, Banks looked like the dude I beat up on an everyday basis. Okay. Banks is like 6'3, six, 6'4. Six, He's my 6'4. Tall dude, you know, looks like a total stoner, like grungy type dude. You know, fly motherfucker, cool as hell, smart as shit. I've seen Banks literally turn down $10 million in front of my face. All right. Smart guy. Was on CryptoPunks early, NFT. Jumped in that shit early. Obviously, you know, one of the founders, one of the owners of FaZe Clan. So he's already got a lot of things going on for him. But now he's sober. And I'm excited for him. You know, he seems like a different person. He has more clarity. And we sat and talked about shit. You know, he's like, yo, he didn't know the importance of credit. He has no credit. He's figuring it out. Motherfucker got M's though. So, you know, that'll, that'll figure things out. And if he needs credit, I'll help him out. But yeah, you know, he's, he's he's not a little kid anymore. You know, I met I met Banks when he was like 25. You know what I'm saying? He's fucking 30 years old. And it's like, you know, things have changed. And I think people do forget real talk. I'm a member of FaZe Clan, right? Five years now I've been a member of FaZe Clan. And um, he's talking about his roommate, Aiden Ross. And these young kids, man, he's 22, man. Young cats. Aiden's a good kid. You know, goofy as fuck. The streams. And is making $2 million a month at 22 years old. Like, he even said, he's like, there's no way this shit could last forever. And yeah, maybe not. But if you could do this for two years and you do the most minimal shit, whether it be basic real estate with Airbnb in it out, hire a management company to handle the shit, give them the 10%. Bro, do you have any idea? You're done. That's it. You're set for life. There's only been one fucking time in 18 months that I made $2 million a month. You know how fucking much money that is? And that's me at my age grinding 30-something years in networks to make that kind of bread. And then we start talking about these other girls that are just on Instagram, aimless, you know, just being silly and just whatever. You fucking take off that fucking makeup and they look like fucking Mr. Magoo, you know? They literally get a fucking paintbrush and they just fucking dip it. They dip it in a fucking bucket of makeup and just start covering this shit. They got Photoshop and everything. They get OnlyFans money. And like one of these girls who I'm friends with, it's like, I remember this chick. I met this chick through Mac Miller. Rest in peace. She's making a million dollars a month from OnlyFans. All right. The world is fucked up. Good for her though. Good for any girl that can make their bread. But I'm going to say this. When I went to school with all those rich kids at Beverly Hills High, and I had a fucking Kawasaki 250 Ninja. It's in fucking 1989, man. You know? I forgot what it was. It was like 80 bucks a month. And that was a big fucking deal for me to have that bike. That bike meant everything to me. That motorcycle. And then there was no help from my dad, nobody. And then I remember I got shipped off to fucking Berkeley and I couldn't take the bike. And my, my brother's friend had a bike I used to ride all the time. But it was like, it was a trip, you know? I think about those times, you know? Kids are driving M3s, Porsches to school, even a kid at a Ferrari. Driving an M3 back in 1989, driving a car like that, that's like driving a fucking M5 or an Escalade today. That's just like ultimate flex. Now, I know I sit at that level. If, if right, London was 16 right now, if he was a great kid getting all his straight A's and everything, fuck it, I'd get him one, i get it. But it just trying to put in perspective the level of money. You know, I, I didn't have shit. And if it doesn't make you upset or a little angry, or and when I say that, I don't mean angry like you want to fight them. 
angry at yourself to be like, yo, I'm the underdog. I'm out here working in a factory. I'm out here working for a computer company. I'm out here working in an office, you know, making 20, 25 bucks an hour. Some of y'all making that, not even making that. And you got these dudes that are just streaming online, making two million a month. Got a chick taking off her clothes, don't even look that great. She's cool, making a million a month. If that don't motivate you to go get it, it motivates me. I hear that shit. I'm like, yo, check this out. Okay, making two million a month. All right, fuck this. I'm about to go out here and start streaming. I'm about to go, out, but I'm talking about on a different thing. I'm about to pivot. I have a lot of shit coming up. I have some awesome collabs coming up, and I'm excited about all of them. But, you know, the thing that I got to say is this. Banks didn't come from no rich family. His dad was a drug dealer, was a gangster, you know, whatever, boom. He had, you know, just paid for everything with cash. He just, you know, didn't teach his son anything about shit. His dad, you know, he watched his dad do what he did. And, you know, Aiden Ross ain't come from no rich families, came from a regular whatever. If you want to say there's white privileges there, go ahead and say, I don't give a fuck. But at the end of the day, they made it happen, you know? It's one in a fucking multi-million to make that kind of money and be blessed in that position. But FaZe Clan, when they sell FaZe Clan, oh, please believe Banks is going to be worth $100 million. You know, he's going to see real paper. And I'm happy for these guys. You know, but I'm just saying, you see these guys making this kind of money, I don't sit there like, fuck this, don't fight him. No, I'm going to go out there and get it. I'm going to go out there and make it happen somehow. Don't give a fuck. Sidebar. Baller Busters just busted a few people. One dude is a Korean guy. This guy called me. I don't know why a friend of mine, a rich kid, super rich, gave him my fucking phone number. But, you know, they be busting people out there, you know, doing shady shit. People show receipts. The thing with Baller Busters, they've been on the podcast before, by the way. Listen to the episode. Baller Busters really is doing a public service, okay? They are all attorneys. They are all lawyers in different parts of the law. They practice different parts of the law. These guys do not fuck around. You are never going to see a hundred busts and one be wrong. They're batting a hundred out of a hundred. They understand the law. They cover all angles and they have receipts. So they busted this fucking BH2 official or some fucking fake ass charity organization that my boy Alex Choi was a part of. And by the way, Alex sent me up. He's like, I want to be on the podcast. I'm going to get Alex on here. Little Korean kid came from a rich family. He's never tries to hide that. Good kid. You know, like I'll lie to you. I slapped Alex one time because he was acting up a little bit to me and he started to understand what it was. I fuck with this kid. Anyways, these guys stole $19,000 or there's $19,000 missing. I said, oh, allegedly. Now, fuck all that. They raised $31,000 for a Stop Asian Hate charity. And they gave the charity eleven grand. Do you understand you raised thirty-three or $30,000? $30, $30, There's no taxes on that. Everyone that donated, it donated. And everyone that promoted, Alex promoted for free. Savage Garage donated the thing. All these people that, that showed up and everything, they did it for free. What operating cost did you have? Let's just say it was four or five G's at max, which it shouldn't even been a couple thousand for gas and whatever. How the fuck do you give them 11,000 and you raise 30? So where's the 19,000 at? This guy named Joseph, little rich kid, lives in Beverly Hills. 
lives in like a $12, $15 million house. What kind of shit, like the car community, you got these kids, man, coming in here, trying to figure out a way to come up. And like, you know, I'm sure the parents got money, but like, they're like, nah, fuck that. You got to figure it out. And so they figure, hey, let me scam some people. You know, let me do this. Come to find out Baller Busters pulls up their fucking LLC and they're not even fucking compliant. They're not even fucking up to date with their taxes. And they fucking actually are, you know, um, I forgot what the fucking term is. Anyways, their business LLC has been shut down because they didn't comply and reveal that their, their income is all this bullshit, fucking cap, scam shit. And it's just fucking sad. So be careful if you're out there fucking with these car events. Car events are free, man. You want to help people out and they do these little donate things. And like we do the charity shit with PML. We do toys for tots. We do other stuff. That shit goes 100% to the fucking people that, that we raise the money for. You don't see no damn money. But yeah, man, uh, baller busters, listen, guys, don't bother. They're all attorneys. You don't think their page has been taken down? They, they fucking have every angle covered. So anyways, let's jump into these commercials real quick. And um, we're going to talk about the news of the week. It's fucking Drake is in the hobby. It's going fucking crazy. All right, y'all. Be right back. What's up, guys? This is one of my favorite times of the year. March Madness. Now it's extra special because I am making fistfuls of cash on sports bets with my partners at CaptainPicks.com. That's our family. Our NCAA basketball chat is absolutely killing it, and we've got up to the minute pregame and live bets going on to help you win some life changing money. There's absolutely strength in numbers, and this is the best betting community out there. BTB Army. You've heard me talk about Captain Picks before, and now we want to offer you the opportunity for new users to get a buy one, get one free coupon for all sports. Did you hear what I said? Buy one day, get one free. Buy one week, get one free. Use promo code CASHIT. C-A-S-H-I-T, all caps for the captains. If you're ready to step into the big leagues, you can also sign up for an annual plan that's billed monthly to get picks every day by our experts in NBA, MLB, NCAA, NFL, NHL, golf, soccer, tennis, rugby, UFC, prop bets, parlays, and more. Go to CaptainPicks.com. Use promo code CASHIT. It's one word, CASHIT, where winning season is always in season. CaptainPicks.com. The CFOs that get it, get it. The CFOs that don't, don't. Let's talk about the CFO. The Chief Financial Officer. Today's CFO is critical to the strategy and success of a business. And in growing companies, there are two kinds of CFOs. One who's struggling to keep up, spreadsheets everywhere, manual processes, errors, and lack of visibility into numbers. It takes weeks to close the books. The other kind is on top of their game. Automated reports, inventory, e-commerce, and HR flow in the financial model seamlessly. Insights coming with the click of a button. 
NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. Head to netsuite.com slash baller for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer. That's netsuite.com slash baller. netsuite.com slash baller. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Synchronize your online and in-person sales. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash baller, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash baller right now. Shopify.com slash baller. Two nights ago, my boy George from Platinum Motorsport texted me. He's like, yo, bro, Drake's doing this break, man. You got to check it out. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Drake doing a break? What? Drake? The thing with Drake is anytime there's something that's really popping. Remember when Fortnite was crazy and Ninja was the biggest fucking gamer? Drake jumps on fucking shit with him and everyone goes crazy, right? That's a different type of thing. Gaming's huge. Not saying the hobby isn't huge, but it's big. And it's gotten huge. And it doesn't have the thing like gaming, but but there's there's a lot of money in it. So Drake jumped on a local card shop's page, um, LaFave or LaFave or some Armenian dudes they own in Hollywood. Go on this thing. This For a page like that, definitely got huge views. They had like 1,500, 1,600 people watching this IG Live. Drake's in there breaking uh, 2018 Prism, 2009, 2020 Prism, breaking a 21 F1 Chrome. Things like that. And, and this guy's in there breaking everything down to Drake, like ABC. And it's, it's you know, it's kind of like, damn, dog. Like, you know, it made me wonder how how New Jack, you know, um, LaFave or LA Fave or whatever it is was. Nice guys, though. Dudes got love, whatever. And they're just, you know, the, the hobby's a small place. The thing is, Drake bought 20 cases of Flawless. If you don't know right now, that is one, the hottest but also the most expensive cases right now. 30,000 a case. It's two boxes in a case. All right, very few cars. What, 14 fucking cards? If you do the math, 30,000 times fucking 20, that's 600K. And he's got like 20, 
other cases coming. So he's about to spend 1.2 million. But just off that Lafave break, he probably did like, uh, you know, like a light 30, 40. And then Ken Golden, who owns Golden Auctions, text messages me. And he's like, yo, we're breaking flawless in my live. I'm like, oh shit, okay. So Drake jumps in the live. They do box wars, right? So he's in there. They break six cases of fucking flawless in a matter of an hour and a half or so. So right then and there, just off that alone, well, he went half and half. So, you know, um, he that's 15K a box. But, you know, sometimes you're paying for keeps. So you lose, right? And he, I think Drake lost, like, Drake didn't pull shit from that, that Lafave thing. He pulled, like, I don't know, nothing at all. But he lost a couple battles against uh, this dude, Shine150. Shine's one of the biggest guys in the hobby. Huge. Monster. And he dropped like 90K right there. So just last, you know, that night he dropped, you know, 100 on, on breaks on live. And then again, you know, over half a million dollars is on Flawless. So Drake came in here, whole fucking hobby, woke up the next day going crazy. Like, Yo, Drake's in the hobby, blah, blah, this, that, whatever, boom. And the thing is, you got the dudes who are hating talking shit, the typical fucking dudes. And then you got the dudes who hate me because they don't like anybody new. And the thing that's funny is some of these dudes are like in their 30s. They've been in the hobby for like maybe 10, 15 years. Don't realize I've been in the hobby since fucking 83, right? I was buying 86 Fleer in real time. Forget about it, okay? But the moment that George Floyd died, all that BLM shit happened. I said something in the nature of fuck the police. I hope those motherfuckers that fucking killed George Floyd died. Fuck police. And there's a lot of cops. Not only cops, there's a lot of blue, behind the blue badge, where the fuck, back the blue, super heavy, let's go Brandon type motherfuckers driving them F-150s that love the police. Great. You know what? I have rarely had a positive interaction with cops. Most of my life. Now, in the last two or three years, you know, cops fuck with me. I haven't had any issues. Doesn't mean that I don't got issues with motherfuckers getting killed. Sorry. The problem is this. There's so much corruption in law enforcement. I don't give a fuck. In today's day, where you're supposed to back your bros if they're doing shit. If your boys are out there killing people, putting fake crimes on people, stealing from people, and not upholding the law, and not serving the public? Fuck that shit. You got motherfuckers out here doing 20 years, wrongfully commit, you know, committed. Like, yo, do you have any idea? Like that one dude who just did 20-something years behind bars, he got $7 million in settlement. What the fuck are you going to do with that $7 million? Like, yes, more money than you ever seen, but you'll, you'll never get that 22 years back. I just have my issues with, you know, and, and like, look, if I see a cop, you know, I'm out there, and be like, oh, let me go fuck him up. No, man. You know, I was out there doing bad shit. I get it. It's the extra shit. You know, stop resisting. That right there, bro, you're dead. You're a minority. You're a person of color. You're dead. Right? Because, oh, you're rich, man. You don't give a No, dog. You know what? Guess what? They see bald head and tattoos. Remember, motherfuckers is getting tattoos all in the last five, six, seven, eight, nine years. I've been tatted up since the 90s. You, it was a different type thing when you see tattoos on someone then. Right? I have full sleeves fucking 22 years ago. Shit's different. Motherfuckers is tattooing their face, all this, whatever. And then, you know, it cracks me up. I'm not going to call them out, but like there's fucking dudes who swear they tough dudes. They get in the fucking, the numbing cream before they get tatted on their chest and they have, come on, dog. 
saw this bullshit, man. Taking Percocets and shit. Anyways, yeah, the hobby hates me. A lot of dudes hate, what up, fuck, you know what, dog? I've done so much and I've done so much good. And, I, I, and anyone who's ever embraced me or even took one step towards me, I took three towards them. I've done tons of giveaways. Anyways, I, I can't wait for my fucking 22 Chrome to come out. I just saw a couple of the, of the final renderings. We're going to fucking crush that shit. She looks fucking amazing. I'm fucking so excited. But you know what? I talked to Drake the other night. We rapped, you know, talking about it. And it's like, he just gets addicted to fucking pulling shit. He's trying to get that triple logo man. Um, that logo man that he wants, that LeBron, is going for over $2 million right now. People are going crazy. That motherfucker graded PSA 7 is still $2 million. Raw. No one gives a fuck. They want that card bad. There's bounties on it. And Drake is just, you know, he's... Man, he loves that rush. You know, he gambles like, great, a motherfucker be in the casinos and lose a million. You know, paper long. And meanwhile, I could lose 25K on a car, 40K here, this and that, whatever. Just can't break flawless. Ain't that I'm not a baller? What the fuck does that mean? I just can't. It's just different. And it's something that I make my money on, right? I just, when you look at, the outcome of most flawless boxes, like these dudes are busting 15K boxes, right? Two boxes is 30K. I'm gonna keep it a buck. The best cards some of these dudes are pulling, like five Gs. And if you put everything all together, eh, they might break like seven, eight, nine K. That's at best. You pull a monster card, you might get 15, you might break even. It's rare you see, and I, I saw fucking seven boxes get broken last night. You know? The best card that someone pulled was like five. Actually, you know what? My bad. Drake did pull a, a diamond jaw, one, one flawless. That might be like 15 bands, but I'm just saying, bro. He was down for the night. Some news. Everyone's tagging me. Oh, man, Jock Peterson went to the Giants. You know, blah, blah, this and that, man. You know, ho, ho, ho. People like, oh, of course you say this shit, man. You fucking Mr. Me Too and blah, blah, blah. You don't fucking think. That someone that I'm fucking close with, that I talk to almost every goddamn day, didn't tell me he was going to the Giants weeks ago. Okay? I fucking knew he was. It's from the Bay. You know? Hurts because it's our biggest rival. And it is what it is. You know, fuck it. Jock will be home. Still my boy. When he comes to fucking LA with that Giants uniform, please believe I'll be booing his ass. That's still my dog. But I knew about that shit weeks ago. I told the Dust Brothers. I told Miles and Jordan. Guess what? Miles Davis. Yes. One half of the Dust Brothers. Diehard Giants fan. Diehard Niners fan. Fuck Miles. <laughs> I'm just playing, man. But yeah, I knew Jock was going to the fucking Giants. I knew yesterday that Freddie Freeman was going to the Dodgers. Talk to his manager. People forget I'm fucking represented by one of the biggest sports agencies in the world. You know? It's going to be a big fucking deal with us. I think we got a chance to go to the motherfucking WS again. This time, for real, for real. For all you motherfuckers say, oh, the pandemic, shut the fuck up. Stupid, dumbass motherfuckers. Anyways, Seahawks talk real quick. As you know, Quandre has resigned with us. We're good. You know, I'm happy about that. Disley, love the dude. Contract he signed for, you must be motherfucking tripping. Right? DJ Reed went over the Jets. Fuck them. It's all good. You know? We're going to figure it all out. Pete Carroll made a fucking statement talking about, you know, we're restructuring the team. He didn't use rebuilding. What was the word? We're doomed. All right? The part that fucks me up the most 
is they're talking about Baker Mayfield is coming over here. Look, I'm not playing with y'all. I'm not fucking with Drew Locke. I'm not fucking with Kaepernick. I'm not fucking with no goddamn Baker Mayfield. Why the fuck? I'd rather have Gardner Minshew than fucking Baker Mayfield. That's what it comes down to. All right? Give me motherfucking Malik, bro. If he's still there for pick nine. We're in a decent situation. Everyone needs to fucking relax. The Niners, they ain't got no quarterback. Fuck is everyone tripping on us for? When they got trade day, fuck out of here. We're going to see what happens. Deshaun apparently didn't want to meet with us. Cool, great. You know? You got motherfuckers like the Saints giving up three first-round draft picks and more. So, you know, Texans, they wanted our two first-round draft picks. They wanted, like, Tyler Lockett and someone else and another pick. Like, the fuck we'd have done that for? Deshaun is dope. It's great. I love him. It's a fucking great quarterback. But fucking wasn't going to fucking... All that shit giving up? Fuck that. I'd rather take our chances in the draft and whatever. Even though we draft bad, hey, man, drafted DK, drafted Russ. Drafted Cam, Chance, drafted a couple people. Yo, we, we might be all right. We'll see. And by the way, DK Metcalf is going to come on the podcast. I was saving it for video, but you know what? That might not happen. So we're just going to get him on the podcast regardless. That's my dog. But he just left LA. He's supposed to be out here till May, but he went out to decide to train in Arizona, which is only an hour fucking away, hour and 10 minutes, something like that. But yeah, man, I'm excited for the Seahawks. We don't see what fucking happens. Lakers, season's over, man. I'm not trying to hear shit about any of that. By the way, Von Miller just signed... For the most astronomical, ridiculous, and I mean Jesus Christ. Did you guys see what Von Miller signed for? I'm dead serious. Did you guys see how much money Von Miller signed for? Von Miller signed with the Buffalo Bills. For $120 million, and he's 32 years old. There is no motherfucking way at 37 or 38 that this dude is going to be moving any type of way he's moving right now. God bless him. That's my dog. Vaughn's my boy. A hundred and... Yo, some of these deals are so asinine, it's fucking crazy. Like, I'm bugging. People out here are so desperate. I've never seen front offices act like this. They're just crazy. The desperation out here is nuts. So, looks like, I don't know, Atlanta's in the mix now for Deshaun, Carolina. Fuck them all. Fuck it. The Saints? I don't know, man, about that one. I, I just, that's just crazy. All they got is Alvin Kamara, you know, it's a big deal. But, you know, they they signed Deshaun and, you know, they need to get some wide receivers. Motherfuckers is, you know, going left and right. I don't know. Atlanta? No fucking cow. I don't know, man. You know, this is weird. It's going to be some shit. AFC is going to be strong. You know, B-Wags is going. Where the fuck is B-Wags going? He might end up at the fucking Niners just to fucking spite us. See what happens. You know, fuck them. It is what it is, man. I mean, not like that, but I'm saying like, I'm not gonna, you know, you, you either with us or against us. And, you know, you know, it is what it is. Speaking of the 49ers. My agent reached out to me and was like, yo, um, you know, we should start bringing some people that are clients of ours here and there. Boom. And the first person that reached out was a 49er. He is definitely the top three best player on the team right now. I won't even say top two. Yeah, no, for sure. Top two best player on the 49ers. 
going to come on behind the baller. It'll be uh, our first non-Seahawk. Actually, no, we've had a couple people. I forgot. I keep, I've had a lot of people on this show. But yeah, you know, it, it'd be a nice little different perspective to have, uh, you know, homie on the show represented by XL Sports Management. And um, yeah, I don't know, man. But like I said, tomorrow, kids are off school. We're going to take off. Can't. So I'm trying to make tomorrow special. All my kids. Man, it's just so fucking great being a dad. I just, you know, I see a lot of people who just had their first kid recently. For those of you out there who aren't fathers, man, if that's in the future for you, as soon as that baby is born, you immediately will have purpose in life. I think you have purpose now, but I mean you have real purpose. And life will start all over again. And I'm excited for anybody to experience that feeling. It's the greatest fucking feeling in the world. So, look, man. I hope Forrest is on fire this week. By the way, my boy Freddie Gibbs is on a new TV show on Peacock, and it is fucking hilarious. Like, man, he's a fucking good actor, okay? It's a new TV show called Bust Down. You got to watch it. It's fucking hilarious. Great fucking show, Peacock. Man, I'm so fucking happy for him. Um, Is there anything else I'm missing? Nah, man, you know what? I just wanted to keep it short and sweet. Just want to let you guys know, man, I'm always going to rep the underdog. No matter what the fuck is going on in my life, there's a lot of people who I've been trying to get on the podcast and it just like, I've been kind of like, all right, I want to do this. I'm doing more in-person interviews now. We are now set aimed to start video in May. Just so you guys know, there is no chance in hell we could do two video shows a week. Wouldn't make sense to do one, then one not. So I'm going to set up the man cave for a studio for solo dolo shows and then um, we got this special thing planned for guests so that uh, they don't have to come to the man cave and, and I don't have to fucking worry about, you know, any kind of bullshit going on in my house. It's going to be dope. So we were aiming for May right before summer. It's going to be fucking lit. I'm excited about that. But yeah, man, you know, um, I got to get Arsham on the show. I got Alex Choi. I got uh, still a lot of people from the back. Ruby Rose still wants to jump on, you know, Kendra Lust. I want to get more girls on the show. In fact, uh, Yara Shahidi, she has started following me. Beautiful, beautiful girl. She's on a TV show. Uh, is it Grownish, Mixedish, whatever one of those Kenya Bear shows? Got a lot coming up, man. But I want to say, do not take this lightly because I don't take y'all lightly. BTB Army, I do appreciate you guys. More than you guys will ever understand or know. Cannot wait to start doing a couple of these live shows and really show you guys how much I fuck with y'all. So please tell a friend to tell a friend to hit that subscribe button. Let's get these things going. You know, we grow, but at the same time, we're very consistent. So I'm proud of that. But because we've been going solo on that ass and I've been focusing on things, you know, I'm not out here doing clownery for clout, trying to get fucking, you know, oh man, I diss Kanye for this and that's why you should jump on the show. By the way, Kim K reached out her my shit last week um and she said thanks man appreciate it you know i'm trying and, and um it's crazy by the way kanye's instagram page got suspended it's fucking hilarious he said he's gonna start his own social media bro ain't nobody trying that i mean you might even get a million users you know what a million is compared to a billion is doc stop stop it anyways we are out of here i love all you guys have a great weekend i will see you back monday we got a special guest we got one of the dust brothers coming on the show you know 
You could take a guess, but it's crazy because we should have had the Dust Brothers on the show a long time ago. Not the Captain Picks talk I'm talking about. He's a very knowledgeable person when it comes to Marvel. And he's going to do some homework and watch his Batman movie this weekend so we could talk about Batman. But anyways, got my man Jordan Winter coming on the show. And then uh, we got some interviews next week and the week after and all that stuff. Everything else, yo, have a great weekend. I love you guys. Like I said, Korean Liam Neeson is signing off. My man Lakey Lake is going to send us home. All right, y'all. I'll see y'all Monday. Peace.